Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 319. Well, I want to finish up the week in Corinth, even though it is a time when we usually answer questions. What I want to do is just look at one takeaway. There are many takeaways, many lessons to be learned from Corinth. But I want to center in on one that I don't hear a lot about today, and I pray that it'll be a blessing to you. The reality is that Corinth was a church that was on tilt. It was out of kilter. The church was out of balance. It was lacking something that we desperately need in our culture, a church that is balanced. It seems like that we have lost our minds. We have gone from one extreme to another. We go from no evangelism to all evangelism. We go from trendy and we've got to have all of these things going on to nothing going on and just deadness. We're afraid of our own shadow, it seems. Anytime anything comes up, we're going to cancel out services or we're going to go no matter if one shows up. We've just lost balance. And this is a quality that is in the Hebrew language always given through the word shalom. Shalom doesn't just mean peace. That's a greeting that you give to someone when you see them, either saying hello or goodbye. There's a lot of derivatives of it. The way that you ask someone how they're doing is often with the word peace. The way that you greet someone is often with the word peace. There are a lot of things that you can say about shalom, but I want to center in on just one aspect, and that is wholeness, balance. You see, the Apostle Paul told Timothy, we're not given the spirit of timidity, of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. And it seems like we're lacking that some, and that's what happened at Corinth. And this is why I want to just give you a takeaway. You see, the church was off balance from the time that Paul left. And the reason is the people inside were off balance. They were given to extremes. Now, I have said and have preached and heard many say the only thing that's in the middle of the road is a yellow line and dead skunks. I know that There is little value in being moderate except in our gentleness and our kindness toward others. And I know what Jesus said, that if you're not with me, you're against me. I know that he said, I would rather you be hot or cold and not lukewarm for I'll spew you out of my mouth. That's not what I'm talking about. When I talk about being on balance and being in the middle, what I'm talking about is walking that line of the word of God and making sure that all we do is balanced with it. It is the plumb line that always brings us back to center. And it's important that we stay there because there are extremes all around us. And the people at Corinth, as soon as Paul left, they started jockeying for position. They divided up and chose up teams, just like we do in the Western church. One said, I am of Paul. The other one said, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm not for that Paul. I'm, I'm for Apollos. I'm for Peter. I'm for Cephas. I am in need of no one. All I need is just Jesus. Just give me Jesus. I am of the Christ party. Well, you know, Paul said that all of them were divisive. Not just one, 
but all of them. Yes, even those who said, I don't need anybody but Jesus, because that is not true. Yes, he is the all-sufficient one in our relationship with God. He is altogether complete, and we're complete in him as far as our salvation. But God made us for community. God made us for others. And everyone doesn't have all that they need to know everything they know about God. We need each other. We need the gifts each other bring to the table. We need harmony and fellowship. We need to be able to disagree without breaking fellowship. We need to be able to share together along the common bond of the Word of God. Now, if someone doesn't know God and someone doesn't believe the Bible is the final authority, it's going to be a very limited fellowship, simply because we have nothing to fellowship around. True fellowship is around the Word of God. Having said that, the people at Corinth chose up sides, and it was not a pretty picture. And they were off balance even when they tried to do something right. For instance... I'll just give you one event that took place. As I talked about yesterday in chapter 5 of 1 Corinthians, there was a man living in some kind of incestuous relationship, and everyone knew about it, and they had gone way overboard trying to be the tolerant church, because I can imagine what people were saying at that time. Are you telling me that you're not accepting him? Well, you don't love him. You're a hater. No, there is such a thing as godliness. There is such a thing as standards. There is such a thing as right wrong, and you're not a hater if you just do the will of God. All behaviors are not acceptable to God. They should have done something before Paul even told them to do it because they knew better. But what were they doing? They were trying to go with the trends of the world and what everybody else said outside of the church that had crept into the church. And so the apostle Paul had to rebuke them and said, when you come together in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and my spirit with you, rebuke such a one and call them to repentance. And if they don't, turn them over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. That's church discipline. And so they had dealt with that. And sure enough, after Paul wrote 1 Corinthians, they dealt with that, but they went over the line the other way and became too harsh. By his second letter, we find out that this man must have repented in sackcloth and ashes, and they wouldn't receive him back in. And Paul had to rebuke them again and say, look, the whole goal of church discipline is not punitive, it's redemptive. And the man came around. He did a 180. He repented openly and publicly, and now you're not going to forgive him. It's like he said, okay, I repent of this. It was wrong. I'm out of line. They said, no, beg. No, that's not enough. You've got to get. This is where we are in our churches today. The church of Jesus has lost its redemptive edge. And we've lost balance. And when we lose our balance and we lose that sense of shalom, that peace that puts us together and makes us whole, then when we do that, we've fallen into the Corinthian principle of extremes. And that's what was going on there. Every time someone came together, this is just another instance. Paul had to say in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14 about spiritual gifts, he said, "Every how is it that every time you come together, everybody's got a special Everybody's got to sing a song. And if you don't let me sing, then you're a hater. You are favoring someone else. I felt like God put something on my heart and you're not letting me do that. Well, you're a dictator. I feel like I need to speak to the whole congregation. I've got a word from God. I've got a testimony. I've got a song to sing. Well, my daughter has a song to sing. I have a guest in and they need to sing. They need to give a testimony. They need to speak. We've got so-and-so here today from another planet and we need to allow them to speak today. 
You see, this is the same kind of thing that happened at Corinth, and this is not who we need to pattern our churches after. Everything needs to be done decently and in order so that we can honor God. Why? Because God is a God not of chaos, but of cosmos, of order. And so what is one of the takeaways that I want to emphasize today? Order, decency, wholeness, balance. Do we need to be all in for Jesus? Absolutely. But we've got to have balance in our churches. We've got to have balance in our lives. We've got to have balance in our families. And this is why the Word of God is good for a life system, for a belief system, for a worldview. And Paul said that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it's profitable, it's advantageous, it's helpful, not just for a belief system, but it tells us where we're wrong. But it doesn't just say all the time where we're wrong. No, it tells us how to get right. It is good for a belief system. It's good for reproof, for rebuke, for conviction. But it's also good for and profitable for and helpful for correction. See, God doesn't just tell us what's wrong, but he tells us how to get right. And then for instruction in righteousness, how to stay right, how to walk with him. Let's learn the lessons from Corinth this week. And one I pray that you'll take away is look at your life as I look at mine And let's see if the peace of God doesn't rule in our hearts. And if it doesn't, we need to examine our lives and get to a place of balance, of wholeness, of shalom, of peace. And that's my word today as you walk on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.